podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's good, boys and girls? Welcome to the Two Footed Podcast. Today is Friday, the 22nd of October. We're brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. That's a virtual privacy network which allows you to go online, change your location and access anything you might be geo-blocked from while also keeping your data safe. LibertyShield.com. Use the code EPLVPN to get 20% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homeware company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk. Right, folks, Europa League last night, some Premier League teams involved some crazy games. Uh, We'd already had, obviously, Celtic beating Ferencvaros 2-0 on Tuesday, and then Leicester beating Spartak Moscow 4-3 in Moscow on Wednesday. So last night, Rapid Vienna beat Dinamo Zagreb 2-1. Real Betis and Bayer Leverkusen played out a 1-1 draw. Lazio and Marseille played out a dull 0-0 draw. Fenerbahce and Antwerp ended 2-2. Braga went to Ludogorets and beat them 1-1. Mittelland and Red Star Belgrade ended 1-1. An insane game in Prague. Sparta-Prague 3, Lyon 4. Sparta went 2-up. Harasselen. Scored on 4 and 19. And then Leon woke up. It can be scored 2. Auer and Paqueta off the bench. Uh, Malo Gusto was sent off on 74 for Leon, And then Kreji did get a late goal for Sparta Prague. It was a, a mental game. Lots of good football. Lots of bad defending. And lots of enjoyment, to be fair. Uh, one of the better games that I've seen in recent times, just from an, an, an entertainment point of view. Uh, Real Sociedad continued their great start to the season, uh, and Alexander Isak goal enough to give them a 1-0 win away to Sturm Graz. They're obviously top of La Liga at the moment. West Ham 3, Genk 0. Craig Dawson, Issa Diop, and Jared Bowen. Diop and Bowen scoring in Inside like 90 seconds, a brilliant win for West Ham. Their form in this competition has been excellent thus far. Three wins from three, no goals conceded, nine points. They will be absolutely thrilled. David Moyes continues to do a great job. And when you see last night, he's rolling out the same centre midfield, but he changes the centre-backs, changes the keeper, changes the three behind the striker and uses Bowen as the striker as opposed to Antonio. He is using good rotation. He is managing, even with a small squad, to do really, really well in both competitions. So credit to him. I had doubts over whether West Ham could maintain a good league form alongside the Europa League, but thus far it has happened. Uh, Galatasaray beat Lokomotiv Moscow 1-0 in Moscow. Napoli beat Legia Warsaw 3-0. Insigne, Osimian and Politano with the goals. Osimian has been in great form this season. And they're in great form. Their league start has been outstanding. They're one of the most informed teams in Europe right now. Uh, PSV Eindhoven 1, Monaco 2. 
watch this one because I wanted to see Noni Mudiecki and Myron Bordeaux. Quite a decent game. Um, Bordeaux put Monaco 1-up. Cody Gakpo equalised on 59. But a late goal by Sophie and Diop, who's a player to watch, uh, gave Monaco the win. He came through at the Ren Academy, another one of their star boys. Unfortunately, they just haven't been able to keep them. But if they still had him and Kamavinga to go with Doku and Suleimana, they'd be one of the most entertaining teams in Europe. Uh, Rangers 2, Bron B0. Rangers getting back on track a little bit in Europe. Balogun and Kimar Roof with the goals. Um, obviously not great opposition, but a win is a win is a win. And Eintracht Frankfurt 3, Olympiakos 1. All things considered, uh, some, some good games. If you look at Group A, then we've got Leon top, Sparta second, Rangers third, and Bromby nailed to the bottom. Um, Leon look very strong bet to go through as top of that group. It will likely be Sparta and Rangers battling it out for second place. Monaco top of Group B, Real Sociedad in second, and PSV Eindhoven in third. Any two from those three could go through. Storm Stormgrats will finish uh will finish bottom. Leisure Warsaw top group C ahead of Napoli. Leicester picking up their first win are third, and then Spartak Moscow are bottom. It's still a really tight group. Napoli and Leicester should get through, but you can never really trust Leicester in Europe. And Napoli's focus does seem to be squarely on. Syria, so we'll wait and see. Uh, in Group D, Eintracht Frankfurt top, Olympiakos second, then a gap to Fenerbahce and Antwerp. It does look like Eintracht and Olympiakos should work their way through that group. Group E has Galatasaray top, uh, moving clear three points ahead of Lazio, then Marseille, then Lokomotiv Moscow. Galatasaray plus one of the other two is, is my guess. Galatasaray look quite good in Europe this season. Haven't seen them in the Turkish League, but they've looked impressive enough in the, the bits I've seen from the Europa League. Red Star Belgrade top Group F ahead of Braga. Then a gap to Mitteljand and Ludogorets. It does look like those top two should get through. In Group G, Leverkusen are top. Real Betis are second. Celtic are third. And Ferencvaros are bottom. Unfortunately for Celtic, Betis and Leverkusen are just a lot better than them. They've just got much better players. They're further along in their progression of their teams. Even though Leverkusen changed managers in the summer, the talent gulf is, is enormous. So Celtic, it's a learning curve for them this season with a new manager, new style of play. Hopefully he figures things out and is a success there. But I think the Europa League is going to be a step too far this season. And in Group H then, West Ham, perfect start. Six points clear of Dinamo Zagreb, Rapid Vienna and Genk, who all have three points. One more win should see them comfortably through. Actually, one more win will see them through um, to the knockout stages. And then they're just looking to top the group. But thus far, they have made the best start of anybody in the competition. Leon are the only other team who have nine points, but Leon have conceded three goals whereas West Ham have yet to concede. The Dawson-Diop pairing in the Europa League is working really well. You wonder if they can force their way either as a pairing or one of them can force their way into that league pairing, where Zuma and 
Ogbonna haven't always looked great together. You'd wonder what a Zuma Diop partnership would look like. We saw Dawson Ogbonna last year, and there were some flaws in it. But I'd wonder what a Zuma Diop partnership would look like, um, especially in front of Ariola, who's clearly the better goalkeeper at the club. Um, moving on then. Mentioned the Manchester City fan that was attacked in Bruges. Two men remain in custody after five appeared in court. Uh, two men rep- appear in custody after appearing in court over an attack on a Manchester City fan, said the East Flanders public prosecutor. The incident occurred in Belgium after City beat Club Bruges in a Champions League group game on Tuesday. The Belgian-based City fan was returning home when he was attacked in Drongen after he challenged someone who had taken his scarf. The supporter is still in a coma and his condition condition is described as stable. Five men, four in their 20s and one in his 40s, were arrested over the incident and appeared in court on Friday. A statement from the East Flanders public prosecutor said, a case of theft by assault and theft by aggravated assault had been opened against one of the suspects and a case of intentional assault and battery with incapacity for work had been opened on the part of the second. All five are being investigated for negligence. Three of the suspects have been released under strict conditions, which includes a ban on attending football matches and a ban on being in or near supporters' cafes. The fact that the fan is in a coma is not good. It's not good, and it doesn't fill me with hope, but we we can only hope for the best that he makes a full recovery. Um, but it does bring back memories, obviously, of, of a Liverpool fan being been attacked by Roma fans. And um, obviously that was not, not a good situation. And Sean Cox has not made a, a full recovery. He is still incapacitated in many ways. But um, we can only hope that, that the City fan does get back to somewhat near normality when when all of this is said and done. Um, right, so yesterday there was a couple of things I didn't get to question-wise. One of them was to buy one player from every Premier League club for Newcastle. So if I was in charge of Newcastle, to, to buy one player for every Premier League club. Now, the way I thought of looking at this is there's no point in saying I'm going to buy a starter from... Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United, Tottenham or Arsenal. Because at the moment, they're still the big six and Newcastle are a relegation threatened team. So I thought what I'd do is I'd, I'd look for starters from the rest and maybe squad players who are on the fringes at those clubs that could be useful players to either develop into good players or players that could add as, you know, a squad filler. Um from Arsenal, I think Eddie and Ketty is a good place to start. Really good young striker, good instincts in the box, and one of the things Newcastle need is more goals. And Ketty can play in a two, so I think you could play him with Callum Wilson, use Wilson as more of that target man, that battering ram. He'll still get his goals, he'll still do his thing, but I think having Nketi around him as more of a poacher could be quite good. From Aston Villa, then, not a big six teams. You can kind of look everywhere with this one. I think Ezri Konza would be the one to go for. Top-end defender comes in and can immediately improve your your defence. Um, 
Brentford, Ivan Tony is the obvious answer here. Gives me my number, not my starting number nine. I can play in Ketia with him. I can play him and Wilson together. Wilson can be a squad player. It works well. Um, Brighton, Hove Albion. I really like Mark Cucurella. I really like Mark Cucurella. I love Lamptey, but I think the issue with Lamptey is, is fitness. And I don't know if he can stay fit for an entire season. The other option is a midfielder who currently is unavailable. Um, from Burnley, it's Dwight McNeil. I can use him as a winger or I can use him as a wing back. Either way, I'm going to get good stuff from him. I'm happy with Dwight McNeil to come into the team or into my squad. Um, Chelsea, then, you're looking at someone who's a squad player. And I think a great place to look would be Callum Hudson-Odoi. I think he's so talented. He hasn't really gotten a regular starting role ever at Chelsea. He's had the Achilles injury, which kind of curtailed him a little bit. But Tuchel has used him as a wing-back. He's used him as a forward player. He's largely had him on the bench. I think Callum Hudson-Odoi would be a really good addition. From Crystal Palace, I'm going to go Mark Wehi because I really like him. And I think he's a really promising defender with a big, big future. I think him and Konza could be an excellent pairing together. Um, from Everton, I think I would go I think I'd go Ben Godfrey, being honest. I think he's got a big, big upside as a defender. He's a great athlete. He can also play as a holding midfielder if I need him to. I think Ben Godfrey would be a worthwhile addition. And then I get three centre-backs, Konza, Gwehi and Godfrey. Alan, Guy mentions Alan. Alan would be the other one to look at because obviously you get that leadership in midfield. He's a great holding presence. But I, I'm looking at another holding midfielder at the next club, and I think I, I'll go with him. Uh, and that's from Leeds. I'm going to take Calvin Phillips. Yes, you could take Rafinha. Yes, Rafinha is probably the better player. I don't necessarily think Rafinha would want the move. Now, I don't know that any of them would want to move, but I think Rafinha has eyes elsewhere. I think he's got eyes on going to one of the big clubs and starting straight away rather than joining a team and having to work his way up. I think he wants immediate Champions League football, whereas with the players I'm looking at here, I don't think that's going to be as much of an issue. Leicester City, I'm going to go Harvey Barnes. I've always been a big fan. I think he's a tremendous player, currently not in the team which is actually the reason I'm going for him. Because I think when you mention the big six, you've got to put Leicester there out of respect for what they've done. And I think when you look at the likes of Madison, the likes of Thielemans and Didi, Fafana, they're going to want an immediate move to a Champions League club, is my view. Um, the other one I'd consider there, obviously, James Justin, who I love, but he is that injured for, for a while. So we'll leave him where he is. Liverpool. They can't really afford to lose anybody because the squad is quite small. Um, I do love Naby Keita as a player. I think he's such a fun player to watch. The issue is injuries. 
Guy says Costa Simic because I've already got Cucurella. This is a more difficult one than I thought it would be. Can't take any of the starters. You could gamble on Oxlade Chamberlain, but the injuries are a concern. Curtis Jones, yeah, I think Guy's hit the nail on the head here. Curtis Jones as a midfield option. Because I do think there's a lot of talent there. It's just a matter of using him in the correct way. Getting him into positions where he's going to be able to excel. Um, I mean, Taki Minamino is an interesting player. Diogo Jota. I, the thing is, Jota's kind of a starter. Liverpool kind of have four starters up front. They have such a small squad that this is actually tougher than I thought it was going to be. Um, do you know what? I'll take Oxlade Chamberlain because I can use him as a wing back as well as a centre midfielder. He's not a starter, but he'll be a decent squad player. Um, Manchester City. There's a couple of options here, but the obvious one to go with is Raheem Sterling. Now, I know he's an elite-level Champions League player, but I'm going to offer him all the money. All the money. And convince him that this is the move he wants. He's going to play in a front two. He'll be fine. Manchester United. I mean, Donny van der Beek is the, is the answer here. Um, doesn't get his game. He's a really good player. It's too early to really say who the starting attackers are. Because you, you could go Sancho. But I'll take Donny. Um, Norwich. Todd Cantwell. Not getting a start currently. Uh, it doesn't matter from them. Uh, do you know what? I'll go Max Aaron's from from the lesser lesser fourteen or the lesser thirteen without Newcastle. Um, I can take pretty much anybody I want. Um, Southampton. I really like Diallo. I really really like Diallo as as a holding midfielder. Gives me some depth there as well. Tottenham. Deli Ali, someone needs to rescue him from his time at Spurs and give him a new lease on life. So I'll go Deli Ali. Watford. Ishmael Asar is the obvious one, isn't he? West Ham. So I don't need Declan Rice because I've got Phillips. Don't need Antonio because I've got Tony. I really like Flasic. Really like Flasic. And he's not yet a starter there. So I think you could potentially steal him. I'll just say Vlasic. I've got... Kufa. Sufal is a, is a good pick guy, yeah. Because he can play in a four or as a wing back. I'm, I'm going to go Vlasic. Because I, I think Flasic has huge upside. And from Wolves... Ruben Neves is the best player there. Until Neto comes back. 
but Neves and Phillips is not something that will work. Um, you could go with Dama just for the fun of it. Aitnuri is really promising. Don't like any of their centre-backs. Don't like the goalkeeper. I like Den Donker, though, so I'll take him. Um, right, so what I've got then is I've got Enketia, Konza, Tony, Cucurella, McNeil, Hudson-Odoi, Gwehi, Godfrey, Phillips, Barnes, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Sterling, Donny van de Beek, Max Ahrens, Ibrahima Diallo, Deli Ali, Ishmael Asar, Nikola Vlasic, and Neander Dendonker. So what I end up with as a team is probably Dubravka in goal. Uh, back four is Ahrens, Konza. Godfrey's probably better than Gwehi at this point. Both are, both are very good. And Cucurella left back uh, in midfield. I'm going with three in midfield. I'm going with Phillips as the holding mid. I really like the idea of the idea of Dwight McNeil as an eight, so I'm going to play him. And I'm going to play Donny van de Beek as well. And Donny will do a lot of good work off the ball. And then in my front three, I've got Sterling. I've got Ivan Tony. And I've got Harvey Barnes, which means that off the bench, I've got Hudson Adoy. Wilson and St. Maximum is already there. He could be a starter, obviously, but that's that. Then in backup midfield, I've got Vlasic, actually, no, I've got Ali, I've got Diallo. And I've got then Donker. Guy was right. I'm going to swap Vlasic for Sufal. And he's my backup right back. Gwehi is one backup centre back. Jamal Lewis is my backup left back. And da, 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 da. Enketia comes. So Enketia is my. Third choice striker. Oxley Chamberlain's my utility player. Hmm. What I'm short of is a centre back. No, I can't take Joe Gomez. I can't take Joe Gomez. He's, he's just, he's too injured. Um, I want three goalkeepers. Newcastle give me three goalkeepers anyway because I get Woodman as my backup and I get um, da, 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 Carl Darlow as my third choice. 
I'll just use Jamal Lachelle's because they already own him. Um, so that's fine. So my starting 11 is a 4-3-3 of Dubravka, Ahrens, Konza, Godfrey, Kukurella. Midfield three of Donny van de Beek, Calvin Phillips and Dwight McNeil. And the front three of Raheem Sterling, Ivan Tony, and Harvey Barnes. My backup 11 for the Cups is Freddie Woodman, so um, Vladimir Sufal, Mark Wehi, Jamal Lachelle's and Jamal Lewis. Uh, I've got a midfield three of Deli Ali, Ibrahima Diallo and Leander Dendonker and a front three of Callum Hudson-Odoi, Callum Wilson and Alan St. Maximum and then my additional three players to round out a 25-man squad, Enketia, Ox and Darlow. And I'm also comfortably within the homegrown rules. I've got Woodman, Darlow, Ahrens, Konza, Godfrey, Gwehi, Lachelles, Lewis, Phillips, McNeil, Ali, Sterling, Tony, Barnes, Hudson-Odoi, Wilson and Oxlade-Chamberlain and Aketia. So loads of English players. Loads of English players. Nobody could be unhappy. I think that's a decent team. I think that's a decent team. The only thing I'd prefer, rather than Donny van de Beek, if I get a more powerful box-to-box player, if I could get a fully fit, excuse me, a fully fit Oxlade Chamberlain on the right of that midfield, I'd be very happy. Or if I could convince Deli Ali to actually, you know, care, um, I'd be happy. But yeah, I'm happy enough with that. That'll do. Um, we'll take a break. When we come back, we have one more question to answer from yesterday. We'll do the gossip and then we'll be done. See you in a moment. Right, welcome back. So, uh, yesterday, if you remember, Isaac Gilding gave me the task of taking one player from each of the other five big six teams and putting them into the Liverpool team. Um, and he also asked me to do this for Manchester United, Manchester City, Arsenal, Spurs and Chelsea. So pick, basically pick six of their own players and one from each of the other fives to create Super teams. So, um, right. Let's get started then. For Manchester United, we'll start with them. I really like the idea of a, of a front three made up of Greenwood, Rashford and Sancho. So I'm going to keep the three of them. I'm also going to keep Bruno as a, right-sided eight in a 4-3-3. So I need two midfielders. Luke Shaw's absolutely fine. Varane is absolutely fine. And De Gea is absolutely fine. So what I need is a right-back. Hang on, I've kept seven. So I have to lose somebody. Um... Who's easier to replace, De Gea or Shaw? 
I'll get rid of Luke Shaw. I'll get rid of Shaw. Right, so I've got De Gea. I need I need a right back, a centre a centre back, a left back, and two in midfield. Um from City, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool. Um I'm gonna take Reese James as my right back. And I'll take Kieran Tierney as my left back. So I have my Arsenal player and my Chelsea player. So I need one from Spurs. I'll take Romero. Now I need one from City and one from Liverpool. So I'll take Fabinho and Ilkay Gundogan. So I end up with a Manchester United team of David De Gea, Rhys James, Raphael Varane, Christian Romero, Kieran Tierney, Bruno Fernandes, Fabinho, Ilkay Gundogan, Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford, and Jaden Sancho. I I like that team. I do like that team. Uh, Manchester City next. So, um, must keeps. Obviously KDB. Obviously Bernardo Silva. Obviously Phil Foden. I suppose you just keep Diaz, Laporte, and Joe Kinsale. So we need a goalkeeper, a right back, a holding midfielder, and two in attack. From Spurs, you just take Harry Kane. From Liverpool, you take Salah. Do you? I'll take Mendy as the keeper. They use Kyle Walker as a defensive right back, so I'll take Tommy Asu. Do you know what? We won't take Salah. We're going to take Fabinho again as the Liverpool player. And I'll just take Greenwood. So I end up with Mendy, Tomiyasu, Diaz, Laporte, Canseo, De Bruyne, Fabinho, Bernardo. I love that midfield. Uh, Greenwood, Kane and Foden. It's not a bad team. It's not a bad team at all. Uh, we'll do Chelsea next. Um, you're obviously keeping Lukaku. In midfield, you're definitely going to keep Kante. I am keeping Saul because this is my team and I'm going to do what I want. I play him as the defensive midfielder. 
I'm okay with. Should, kind of have to pick this their way, don't I? So I go. Chilwell as a wing back. And Reese James as a wing back. I'll keep Mendy. So I need three centre backs and two in attack. Um, handy enough. From Spurs, I'll take Romero. From Liverpool, I'll take Van Dijk. From City, I'll take Laporte. From Arsenal, I'll take Bakayo Saka. And from United, I'll take Mason Greenwood. So I end up with a team of Mendy, a back three of Romero, Van Dijk and Laporte, wing-backs of James and Chilwell, Kante and Saul in midfield, Kante and Jorginho, Saul and Jorginho, Saul and Kovacic, whatever you want. Uh, and then I've got Greenwood, Lukaku and Saka as my front three. Happy enough with that. That's not too bad. Um, on to Arsenal. Definitely going to need a goalkeeper. Uh, I do really like Tomiyasu at right back. I like Gabriel. I like Tierney. I like Partey. I like Saka, and I love Smith Rowe. From United, I'm just taking Sancho. I'll play him on the left. Saka, Smith Rowe, and Sancho behind the the striker. The striker is going to be Harry Kane. Midfield partner for Partey. I'll take Fabinho once again. Take Romero at centre-back. Then it's just a goalkeeper. And it's Mendy. So Mendy... Tamiyasu, Romero, Gabriel, Tierney, Partey, Fabinho, Saka, Smithrow, Sancho, and Kane. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, for Spurs, keep Romero, obviously. Keep Regulon. Keep Kane. Keep Son. Keep Endembele. No, do you? Do you keep Endembele or do you change to 4 3 3? I might keep Larice as the keeper. I know he's not great. I know he is declining, but I'd rather get my players from the other clubs. 
Um, we'll keep Endon Belly as the sixth one. So what I need is a right winger, two in midfield, a centre-back and a right-back. Centre-back, it's Van Dijk because he's the best in the world, so I'll go for him. Right-back, I will once again... I'll take Tommy Asu. Funnily enough, Spurs tried to sign him before he ended up at Arsenal. Uh, which means I get a midfielder from City, Chelsea, and United. Um, I'll take Sancho again as a creator down the right for United. Sancho and Tomiyasu is not going to work. I'll take Raheem Sterling. I can't take Raheem starting. I have to take a United winger because their centre midfield is so poor. Um, I'll just take Greenwood. I'll take Fabinho. And again, I'll take Ilke Gundogan. So I get Lloris, Tomiyasu, Romero, Van Dijk, Regulan, Fabinho, Gundogan, Greenwood, Endombele, Son, and Harry Kane. Happy enough with those. I really like that United one. De Gea, James, Varane, Romero, Tierney, Bruno, Fabinho, Gundogan, Greenwood, Rashford, Sancho. I really like that. I like the Arsenal one. Lurie, um, Mendy, Tomiyasu, Romero, Gabriel, Tierney, Partey, Fabinho, Saka, Smith-Rowe, Sancho, Kane. Imagine if Arsenal had bought a real centre-back and a real goalkeeper with the £75 million they spunked on. Two very average players who are error-prone consistently. And even with the impressive performances they had in a couple of games, they've still made more errors than, than you'd want this season so far. Uh, the Chelsea one is very, very strong. Very strong. Defensively, it's brilliant. Romero, Van Dijk, Laporte. Kante and Saul in front. Push the wing-backs on. Good front three. Yeah, happy enough. Happy enough. Right, we have a couple of days of gossip, actually, to do. So we'll start with this one. Oh, there is only one day. Sorry. So Real Madrid set to are set to miss out on Borussia Dortmund forward Erling Haaland, with Manchester City, Paris Saint Germain, or Bayern Munich being the most likely destinations for the twenty-one year old. I don't believe a word of it. I believe he will be paraded at the new camp next summer. Manchester United and Chelsea are both interested in Haaland, who will demand more than thirty million a year in wages. Chelsea just bought Lukaku, so. No. Borussia Dortmund are angry that Chelsea boss has openly talked about his club's interest in Haaland. He did that months ago. Settle down. Newcastle United are interested in Portugal winger Luis Diaz and preparing an offer to meet his 80 million release clause. 
Everton were on the verge of signing him for 18 million and James Rodriguez in the summer. So, no, none of this is true. Uh, Everton want to sign Jesse Lingard in January. Yeah, I could see that making sense. I could. I could see that being one that they could go for. Uh, Barcelona want to beat Real Madrid to the signing of 22-year-old PSG in France forward Kylian Mbappe. This is a hilarious story that suggests that Barca are going to pay Kylian Mbappe £90 million as a signing-on fee. They have no money. They're continually begging their players to take pay cuts. They have no money. So, no. Absolutely not. Uh, Belgian winger Eden Hazard could leave Real Madrid next summer and move back to his former club, Chelsea. This is Real Madrid hoping that this happens. Hoping. Juventus defender Giorgio Cialini says it would have been better if Cristiano Ronaldo left the club earlier. Uh, yeah, because they were desperate to get rid of him because he made them worse consistently over his time there. Manchester United midfielder Donny van de Beek will not be going back to Ajax. Well, that's not news. That's just nonsense. Manchester United boss Oli Gunnar Solskjaer says the club did not receive a bid from Everton for the Netherlands internationals because Everton had no money. Of course, they didn't bid from any speculation that said they did was a lie. They might have made a loan offer. They certainly didn't bid for him. Manchester United and Portugal midfielder Bruno Fernandes says the Old Trafford club's players are behind Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and believe in the Norwegian. He also said Solskjaer needed to improve as a coach. So let's not forget that part. Liverpool, Manchester United and Paris Saint-Germain offered Ansu Fati more money to join them before the Spanish international committed to Barcelona. This could just be a story coming out from Barcelona as a way to try and hype themselves up. But it would be no surprise if each club was interested in him. Former Arsenal and England midfielder Jack Wilshere is open to a move to MLS soccer with Inter, Inter Miami. Uh, Jack Wilshere should be open to any move that offers him an opportunity to play football. He is 29 and on the scrap heap. He should want to go anywhere they'll let him play, including the championship in League One. I'd look to go for a move to Portugal or Greece or somewhere for him if I was him. Nice, easy style of play. Lovely weather, great lifestyle. Might be a little bit too continental for Jackie Wiltshire though. Um, England boss Mikel Arteta says he is not. He was not worried that 21-year-old English midfielder Emil Smith Rowe would leave in the summer. Um, yeah, because you still had control of his contract and you still had. Decisions to make. So, obviously, Arsenal have denied that they officially signed a four-year-old who became an Instagram sensation and instead say Little Messi is playing at one of their development centres. Um, I would I would truly hope that they have not signed a four-year-old. I, I genuinely would hope that they have not signed a four-year-old. Um, but, you know, he's four. So, in all likelihood, he won't make it through to the first team. Because the sheer volume of incredibly gifted four-year-olds who become professional players is just lunacy. Lunacy. Four, four years of age. Oh. Four years of age in a development center. What is wrong with people? 
Right, that is it then for today, folks. Um, if you were looking for the prediction show, myself and Guy did a tad predictable on Wednesday, which you can find uh, just by searching whichever app you you use, a tad predictable. Uh, myself and Guy took over and went on a couple of tangents, as is, as is our want. Uh, but to, I think today was back next week. Uh, he's only a part-time worker, so you know, hopefully he's back next week and uh, can can get his thing done. Yeah, the EPL Index feed is where you'll find that one. And that is me for the week. I will see you Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Sunday. And I cannot emphasize enough how much you need to watch all of the football on Sunday. Marseille PSG should be an absolute belter of a game from France. In Spain, it's Atletico Madrid against Real Sociedad and El Clasico. Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Must watch games at all times. In Serie A, there's Roma versus Napoli. Roma got walloped last night. I don't think I mentioned that one. They got walloped by Bodo Glimt. Um, must watch. Napoli are in great form. Simeon is absolutely top drawer. And Inter Milan versus Juventus, the derby of Italy, must watch. There are eight games, including the three Premier League games on Sunday, which are West Ham Spurs, Brentford Leicester, and Liverpool Manchester United at Old Trafford. They all have to be watched. So find a way to watch them all. Tell everybody to go away. Barricade yourself into your house. Have all your stuff ready to go. Food, drinks, snacks, whatever you have. And just engulf yourself in what is going to be a magnificent day of football. Absolutely magnificent. Cancel any plans to watch NFL or anything else that you've got going on. It's all about football this Sunday. And that's it. Don't watch the 3 p.m. games on Saturday. They'll all stink. See you Monday. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.